Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blackwood Show. The Black, the Black, the Black, Black. Welcome to the Blackwood Show. I'm Taylor Blackwood, and this is my show. Today, I'm going to do a podcast about dollar cost averaging. It's an investment technique for building a position over time without being subject to the volatility of a particular security in the stock market. And it's a pretty useful topic right now, I think, because the markets are so volatile, aka they're, they're a little bit risky, they're swinging more than they typically would up and down. Uh, so with that volatility, you know, you kind of look at it and say, how do I manage this? Do I try to time the market? Do I try to pick the lows and, and jump out at the highs, uh, which oftentimes people will regard as a fool's errand? Or do I pick a more conservative strategy? If I'm long in the stock market, do I just dollar cost average into these volatile markets and then build those positions over time with, with a favorable average position? We're going to jump into that today. Uh, dollar cost averaging is a technique that I use personally in my investing style and something that I'm a big advocate for, something that I believe in. So I'm excited to talk with you guys and unpack it a little bit today. So without further ado, let's talk about dollar cost averaging. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm a big fan of Investopedia. You know that I use it a lot personally for refreshing on certain techniques, looking up terms, uh, reading some articles on things that I don't understand. Uh, so I really recommend Investopedia. I used it for pulling up the uh, definitions today. I used it for uh, dollar cost averaging here I have pulled up. So what is dollar cost averaging? According to Investopedia, dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy in which an investor divides up the total amount to be invested across periodic purchases of a target asset in an effort to reduce the impact of volatility on the overall purchase. So let's unpack that a little bit. So it's an investment strategy. You know, this is something that you choose to do. And if you do choose to use this, you should stay disciplined to it. You know, part of the concept of dollar cost averaging is that you're not timing the market. Well, timing the market is where you do just what it sounds like. Instead of having a consistent strategy, you look at what prices are, you look at which way you think the market's going to go, and then you try to time the market. You try to buy low and sell high. Uh, and that means that you're going to be in the market and out of the market at kind of subjective times. Well, this is kind of the, the trillion dollar question, right? If you could successfully time the market consistently, if you really had unparalleled information and understood what was going to happen next better than anyone else, you'd be a trillionaire. Uh, no doubt about it, you know, that you could get some leverage on your account, make every bet correctly. You could be in, you know, it could be short in the market when you think it's going to fall. You could be long in the market with leverage and options and things when you know it's going to go up. But the truth is no one knows, right? That's the great conundrum of the stock market is that no one knows whether it's going to go up, down or sideways. You know, that's what they laugh about with like the wolf, the wolf of Wall Street in that opening scene with Matthew McConaughey and he's beating his chest, right? He says, you know, it's a wazzy, it's a woozy. No one knows if it's going up or down, which way, right? That, that is kind of a, uh, an ultimate truth of the, of the stock market. If you ever hear someone tell you that they know for sure what's going to happen next in the stock market, if they're saying confidently what they think is going to happen without any couching of, hey, no one knows for sure, then you should be very, very wary, you know, that no one knows for sure. Over time, you can be more right than wrong. And certainly just like gambling in, in a casino, there are some people who gamble on options or gamble on the direction of the market and do very well, make some small fortunes doing that type of thing. So, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I think that timing the market is a fool's errand. I think that anyone who tells you they know exactly how to do it is obviously lying because no one knows which way the market's going to go. And even though I've been doing this for well over a decade, I still get very surprised by the market from time to time. Uh, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I do get tempted sometimes to time the market. You know, I get tempted and I see a big pandemic on the rise and unprecedented uh, concerns with companies and shutdowns and things like this. It seems like it was a good time to jump out right at the low, right? To protect from any further losses. But if I had done that, I would have missed the whole run up. 
So, you know, I'm human. I get tempted by these things too. But every time that I've thought about time in the market, I'd end up being wrong in the, in, in uh, hindsight. So anyways, I, uh, I really try to stay away from time in the market. I think one reasonable bet is that over the course of my lifetime, you know, I'm 30 years old. So over the course of my investing lifetime, you know, I'm going to retire in 35, 40 years, something like that over the, that course of time, I think it's a fair bet that the overall broad stock market and individual great American companies are going to be more valuable than the now. And that seems like a pretty conservative statement, but I think it's true. And I think if I had to get a little more aggressive about it, I'd say any given five years, the market's going to be up uh, compared to your investment during that period. So I think that it's a safe bet that if you don't need money for five plus years, that you could invest it in the stock market and have it grow, have it outpace inflation, have it be a quote unquote good investment uh, with a reasonable amount of certainty. So I, that's why I like the stock market, but I'm long, you know, I'm not trying to time the market. I'm not trying to be in and out of it. And I'm not trying to quote unquote day trade. I make short-term bets and capitalize on those things. I just don't find myself to be smart enough or whatever. Right? I don't know how to do it. Uh, and I don't claim to have the, the magic sauce. So I'm long in the market. And once you're long in the market, you have to figure out how do you put in your funds? You know, as you make more money throughout your career, as you have more money to invest, how do you put it in? Do you kind of hold it all in a pile and then invest it when you think the market's down or when you see a good opportunity? I mean, that's fun. And I'm not going to lie. I do a little bit of that. I'm not like a perfect dollar cost averager, but over time, I think this, this concept of DCAing is great advice for people. It's, it's, it's a great way to have discipline in growing your stock, stock portfolio. And it's a great way to cut off some of that volatility. So what is dollar cost averaging? Like we mentioned earlier, it's an investment strategy in which an investor divides up the total amount to be invested across periodic purchases of a target asset in an effort to reduce the impact of volatility on the overall purchase. Well, volatility is largely kind of considered risk, right? That's how much a stock or a security fluctuates up and down. And a, a particularly volatile uh, stock or security or investment and asset has the potential for big returns, but also big losses. And any given day can go way up and way down for seemingly inexplicable reasons or reasons that you couldn't consistently predict. There's a lot of money to be made on volatile assets, but there's also a lot of money to be lost. And particularly if you have leverage on your account or something like this, leverage on the investment. So uh, I pulled up volatility too. Volatility is a statistical measure of the dispersion of returns for a given security or market index. In most cases, the higher the volatility, the riskier the, the security. Volatility is often measured as either the standard deviation or variance between returns from the same security or market index. So that, that gets into some more statistical stuff and you can read up more on standard deviation and variance as a way of measuring volatility. But suffice it to say that what that means is that the stock is going to fly way up or way down on any given day, right? That it's going to go up 10% one day, then down 8%, then up 16%, and then down 20%. And you'll be on this wild ride in, in an extremely volatile asset. Uh, so more risk, more return potential, but also more loss potential. And particularly if you have to lock in a loss or something like this. So dollar cost averaging is a great way of cutting off some of that volatility. I'd say right now we are in a volatile market. You know, there's lots of smart people saying that it's overvalued. There's lots of froth in it, meaning that it's jumping way up and way down on certain days. I mean, we had a 5% drop in the NASDAQ on no real news this week, just because everyone got nervous that valuations went too high and people are regarding it a healthy pullback, quote unquote, in hindsight, but no one really saw it coming that day. You know, or else they would have jumped out. There wasn't even like a trigger, like bad news about the coronavirus or some, you know, unexpected, you know, government default or war or something like this. It's just the market fell 5% just because sentiment went away. You know, we thought we'd had too much of a run up. So how do you deal with a market like that? You know, if you're making, you know, uh, 
uh, $500 every two weeks that you want to invest in the stock market from every paycheck or whatever? How do you decide what to put it in and how, and how to build that position over time? Well, DCAing dollar cost averaging can be a great way to deal with that. Um, you can have a little bit of fun with DCAing. You can give yourself a little bit of subjectivity like, oh, you know, I'm going to put in this 500 bucks when there's a market pullback. But really d- true DCAing is just done on a schedule. It's that, hey, every two weeks I get my paycheck, no matter what the market's going to be doing. I know I'm not going to need that $500 uh, that I mentioned. And I'm just going to put it away dutifully in the stock market over time. I put it in my 401k, whatever, and I'm just going to have it by the S&P 500. Sometimes you're going to get lucky and you're going to buy a dip, quote unquote. You're going to buy it at a time when the market is depressed. And sometimes you're going to get unlucky and you're going to buy it a high and the market's going to fall right after you put that investment in. But over time, you're going to have an average price uh, that, that is lower than if you were to try to time the market unsuccessfully. If you're constantly accidentally buying at those highs, this is a great way with discipline to just build your portfolio over time and to have a quote unquote great average price in a security. And what that means is like, say you buy a uh, hundred shares of a stock at $1, then another hundred shares of the stock at $2, six weeks later, or whatever, say that stock happened to double something, cra- some crazy growth your average price in that stock's going to be a dollar and 50 cents on the whole thing, right? So even if the stock then fell down to 175, you'd still have a blended average profit because you invested some at a lower price than that higher price. So that's the concept of dollar cost averaging is that you're going to have an average price that's hopefully favorable uh, and it's, it's a nice tool for building wealth over time. So dollar cost averaging is a tool an investor can use to build savings and wealth over a long period. It's also a way for an investor to neutralize short-term volatility in the broader equity market. That's what I was talking about where, you know, if there's short-term volatility like we have right now with the market jumping up and down or quote unquote the VIX, you know, the risk factor, the market's high, then uh, this is a great way of countering that. A perfect example of dollar cost averaging is its use in 401k plans in which regular purchases are made regardless of the price of any given equity within the account. This is kind of a good discipline that if you subscribe to dollar cost averaging, you're going to kind of cut out that psychological temptation to time the market and being wrong. So this is kind of um, keeping keeping your money away from yourself, so to speak, right? That most people on average, I'll say, you know, there are some really gifted investors who get this stuff right, or maybe even lucky investors, depending on how you want to look at it. But most people over a long enough period of time, if you let them try to time the market, they'll be wrong compared to if they just put in money dutifully over and over again. So this is kind of one of those ways that investors can have some discipline and it helps a lot in environments like this. I think this is a great time to be DCAing into the market. You know, if you were to invest for the first time, say you've been saving up money in the background, you've been excited, you've been hearing your friends talk about stocks all year and you've got $1,000 saved up and now you're going to put it all in the stock market. Well, if you just dump it all in tomorrow, that's a very risky thing. I mean, the market is, is some people consider it to be very quote unquote overvalued. But no one knows for sure. It definitely could leg up or leg down from here. So if you were to take that $1,000 and dump it in right now, you could be really right if the market goes up, but you could also be really wrong if it goes down. So I think a safer thing to say is, hey, every week put in $100. And then over the course of 10 weeks, you're going to have that $1,000 at play in the market with a, a kind of a blended average cost that takes out some of that short-term volatility. I mean, maybe if you want even less risk, you put in uh, $50 a week, right? And then it'd take you 20 weeks or about a half a year to build that position uh, in the market. That's a safe way to make sure that you don't get your head taken off by vo- unexpected volatility, by an unexpected drop in the stock market. And I think it's pretty safe advice. You know, I got some listener questions recently of, should I pull all my money out of the market? And I can't give investment advice on this podcast for entertainment purposes only, but I, I kind of advise no that scared money doesn't make money and time in the market beats timing the market. I really believe those, those, uh, uh, tried and true, uh, little tidbits of wisdom, those idioms, if you will. So, you know, I, I'm not a big advocate for trying to time the market and take the money out. 
But I mean, I, I think that dollar cost averaging is a better strategy for dealing with this volatility in the market. You know, just being confident that over the course of your lifetime, if you're a young person, that you're going to have growth in the stock market and that you're going to see increases over time. And dollar cost averaging is a great way to capitalize on that and make sure that you don't accidentally build a big position at the wrong time and, and get screwed over by that change in the market. So I'm a big believer in DCAing. I do use it for the majority of my investments. I have a 401k that I max out every year and I'm going to talk in personal finance episodes in the future about kind of different ways to handle 401ks and brokerage accounts and things like this. And in my 401k, it's all automated. You know, when that money goes in off the, from being deducted from the paycheck, it just gets invested. Uh, and then it's just DCA'd into those positions over time. So if it's higher one year, then I'm gonna buy into that. And if it's lower, I'm gonna take advantage of that as well. And over time, I have an average that's better than if I was trying to time the market myself. I largely do the same thing in my brokerage account, although I do allow myself a little bit of fun with quote unquote time in the market, not terribly so. Like I won't leave a bunch of money on the sidelines for you know months and months or something like this. Eventually I'll put it into an index or something, but it can be a little bit of fun if you use a little bit of discretion in your investing. It keeps you more engaged and keeps you more entertained. And if you do study this a lot, I do think there's a little bit of merit to it. But over time, I really do try to keep that discipline of somewhat dollar cost averaging. So you know, a true DCA plan is like I described earlier, out of every paycheck you get, you put X number of dollars into an index fund and forget about it. And that just happens for years and years, decades and decades and you retire a wealthy person one day, a multimillionaire, like I described in a previous podcast because of compounding interest. That's a true DCA plan. I think that, you know, you can also have a DCA plan with a little bit of market timing. And I know this is kind of counterintuitive to what I was saying earlier in the podcast, but if you do fancy yourself a stock picker, then you could have a little bit of fun and say, okay, I do DCA. I do take, you know, every time I get a paycheck, I do put that full, you know, $500, whatever I'm able to save from my paycheck into the stock market but I give myself a week window to decide when to do that and, and how to do that. Right. And that's kind of, now you're heading towards timing the market, but still with a decent amount of discipline that's around this concept of DCAing. It's around this concept of building an average price and positions over time. So that can be kind of a more fun way. If you're tempted to timing time, the market, that might be a way to scratch that itch without getting too extreme and maybe sitting on the sideline for six months or years and watching a, a bull market run away from you. Um, I shared an anecdote the other day, actually, I did a post on Reddit, maybe like three, four years ago when the market was quote unquote high. Right. And I did a post and I said, Hey, this market is just so high right now. You know, I'm looking at the price earnings ratio, you know, how expensive stocks are relative to their earnings. And I'm just seeing that it's very expensive compared to the historical average. The S and P 500 used to have a lower PE ratio than it has now. So people are paying up for these same equities and it just doesn't make sense to me. We must be due for the stock market to pull back. And the top comment, I got from a stranger with someone challenging, well, hey, if you really believe the market's going down this year, then you should buy a bear fund. You should buy someone who's shorting the market where you'll make money when it goes down. Uh, and all I was talking about was putting my money on the sidelines, be saying, well, put your money where your mouth is. If you're so sure it's going down, if you're so confident about your predictions in this post, if you're so confident that you can time the market, then why wouldn't you take advantage of that downswing and make profits off that as well? And that kind of made me stop and pause. I was like, yeah, you know, I really don't know. And that's where I really doubled down on my, my commitment to my plan of being long in the market. And that year was like, it was maybe 2017 or something like that. We've had a huge bull run since then. If I had pulled my money out waiting for a quote unquote pullback, even if the market pulled back and I finally put money in during the pandemic, I still would have been buying in. The lows of the pandemic were lower, were, uh, sorry, the lows of the pandemic were higher than the day I would have pulled out of the market. 
if that makes sense. So if I would pulled out in 2017, even if I waited those three years and finally got my 30% pullback and I get to be a genius and time the market and, and I happen to buy at that dip perfectly, which it's unlikely you do that too, but say I happen to time it perfectly, I still wouldn't have been as well off as if I invested during that whole period and then sold during the pandemic or something crazy like that. So, you know, in the, it's just difficult to time the market. And I've really learned that through my own behavior. I'd encourage you guys to really do some introspection on that topic yourself. If it's something that you're trying to do, if you're trying to time when you're in and out of stocks and things like this, it, it really is hard. You know, there are brilliant people, you know, leagues of people with Harvard MBAs gathered in offices, or at least used to be gathered in offices together before coronavirus pandemic, but talking over zoom meetings all day, every day, but there's brilliant people with MBAs trying to figure out how to time the market. If you think you have something that's that you have an edge on those people, if you understand it better than them, I'd want to understand why you believe that. You know, what is your theory that you know more than leagues of Harvard MBA people who do this all day, every day? And it's especially true if you aren't like a full time investment advisor or someone like that, then it's how you're, you're spending a couple hours on this a week, maybe at the most, you know, reading some articles and stuff like that. You think, you know, more than these Wall Street titans. I mean, that's that's a difficult case to make, I think, if you're being intellectually honest. And that's why I really believe in DCAing over time. That's why I really believe in not trying to time the market. I believe in the long-term prospects of the U.S. stock market. And I believe it's going to go up by the time I'm retired because of my long-term investment horizon. So I can take advantage of that by being in the market, but I don't think I understand how to time it and how to be smarter than some of these other people. Uh, so that's kind of the concept of dollar cost averaging. I think it's great advice right now. Again, I can't give investment advice on this uh, podcast for investment or for entertainment purposes only. But I do think this is a great concept to understand and to look at employing in your own investing strategy right now. And I think it's a great way to grow your uh, portfolio responsibly over time. Well, let me know what you think. You know, I fired up an Instagram. It's just been getting great feedback. So I really appreciate you guys following me at The Blackwood Show on Instagram. And I've been getting a lot of interaction. Lots of people asking me questions on there. And I've been doing little snippets from these shows on there, posting highlights almost. And that's been pretty popular as well. So I almost think the Instagram might be as big or bigger than the podcast itself for listener base and for user engagement. So I'm really excited about that. Thank you so much for all the support for the channel for growing. You can reach me either on Instagram, like I mentioned at the Blackwood show or at the Blackwood show at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to answer your questions or take your critiques and learn how I can do better. Talk to you guys soon.